Today's show is brought to you by Harry's. Please visit harrys.com and use the promo code BIGGESTPROBLEM to save $5 off your first purchase. Welcome to The Biggest Problem in the Universe, the show where we discuss every problem in the universe, from piss driblets to P. Diddy. <laughs> With over four million downloads, this is the only show where you decide what should or shouldn't be on the big list of problems. I'm Matt Ox, and with me is Dick. Hey, what's up, buddy? And Sean, our audio engineer. Hello. Welcome four million. Back. Four million. Four million. Yeah. Oh, my God. We cracked four It was a couple of episodes ago, actually, that we cracked four million. How many downloads does Mark Marin have? Five mm. million? Six million? Gotta be. We're gotta be. right on his ass. <laughs> We're nipping at his heels. Yeah. <laughs> like a pair of vicious pit bulls. Right. <laughs> Dick, uh, we gotta talk about this up top. Oh, what up? Oh, yeah, the biggest, yeah, yeah. Uh, The biggest problem in the universe from last yeah. week was terrorism. Yeah, good. Surprised. I was surprised. And then ham-fisted video game stories. Nah, bullshit problem. Hey, you know what, though? Real sexy number for the vote, 69. That's all the ham-fisted video stories got? It's, hey, it was in the positive by less than 100? It's in the positive, bro. That's good. What is it floating around? <laughs> 69. And uh, what, terrorism? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Like, what are the problems that... Because the most fascinating thing to me about this show is yeah. the the neighborhoods that the problems end up in. Well, like, if you go to the website, biggestproblemtheuniverse.com, you go click on problems... You'll see what is a comparable problem to ham-fisted video game stories. What is a comparable problem to ham-fisted video game <laughs> you got stories? That. Okay, all right. What? Uh, what? What are you you're, you're at? asking me? What is a comparable problem to? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Is, um, is that? Wait. Is that? It's, you know what? I fucked up my grammar so badly on this show <laughs> that I don't actually know when it is I'm speaking correctly or not anymore. Yeah, it's. I I don't even know anymore either. I don't know if you're putting it on or if it's just uh, you just don't know. Um, Me either. Yeah. Well, it's it, it's in the neighborhood of burlesque dancers, which is still our okay. most controversial problem to date. And because of all my canvassing, monkeys. Monkeys are still, monkeys are actually in the positive territory just by a little bit. So this is right around the neighborhood of burlesque dancers and monkeys. Mm, okay. So yeah, pretty controversial problem, but still a problem nonetheless. Yep. And then terrorism, which I really am disappointed that it was as highly voted because I don't think it's, I mean, it's a problem for sure, right? We spend a lot of money on it, but just in the here's, grand scale of things in terms of deaths. Here's what you're missing, though. It's not yeah. about deaths. This is, a, this is a comment I brought in specifically about this from Deus Ex Machina. Uh, when Maddox says that influenza is a bigger problem than terrorism because it kills more people, he misses the bigger problem that Dick seems to recognize. It's not the number of deaths. It's the resultant fear and terror that is now an inherent part of our lives. I 100% agree with that. Right. Well, I'm not disagreeing that we have a fear of terrorism. I'm disagreeing that we should have a fear of terrorism. We shouldn't. And especially in the United States, the number of terrorist deaths that occur per year in the United States is hovering around zero. But the fear's there. Uh, right. That, we that's shouldn't. That's why I'm saying we shouldn't have that fear. I'm not saying the fear doesn't okay. exist. I'm saying the fear shouldn't exist. But this isn't a problem of whether or not things should exist. This is terrorism is a huge problem Dick. because it's taken over our lives. Dick, you're that's it, it. You're basically saying terrorism is a big problem because terrorism is a big problem. Like because reason, it works. Because the, it works. It 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 a small acts of violence, random violence or orchestrated random violence causes huge amounts of terror. Right. That's a, that's just the way it is. Right. But do do you understand why I'm saying that it shouldn't be a problem? Is because yes. specifically we are we vote look, everybody the listeners collectively voted it up as a problem. Yes. That's because we are afraid of it. 
but we shouldn't be. Well, the stats that you brought in last episode proves that we shouldn't be afraid of terrorism. That's true, but you have to deal with what is. Yep, yeah. that's right. Not right. what should be. Don't tell I me what I have to deal with, Sean. <laughs> if only everyone was as level-headed and logical as you. Yes. But they're not. That's the reality <laughs> of it. Ah, uh, correct. All right. I brought in a great email from a, an actual counter-terrorism expert. Oh, well, yeah, let's hear it. Oh, no, no, it's gigantic. I'm going to get to it before we get to the problems, but he goes like point for point. He's actually on the ground um, fighting terrorism. I guess and he goes through all of our points, point by point. It's great email. Wow, great. Okay, can't wait to hear it. Uh, Dick, I have an announcement to make. This is a pretty big announcement. It's okay. it's something I've been waiting to talk about. It's been in the in the works for a few months. You're transitioning to Maddie Locks. <laughs> yep, Vanity Fair cover. Next Vanity month. Fair cover. No, with the beard. No, gentlemen. I'm a game show host. Yeah. Oh, okay. What's Woo. the announcement? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, for real. I, I, this is uh, obviously you know Dick and, and Sean. <laughs> I tell you guys, but um, this is something the listeners don't know, but I'm a game show host now, and I'm, I've been filming in Las Vegas. I'm going to be there for another three weeks hmm. uh, on set every day filming a game show. What's the game show about? The game show— First of all, let me yeah. ask you something. Yeah. What are your inspirational game show— Figures. Me personally, me personally, Wink Martindale. Wink Martindale. Huge, <laughs> huge, huge game show, uh, huge, huge game show icon. What was the, he did the $10,000 pyramid? What What did he do? Wink, he, Wink did, he did them all. He did them all and he was amazing at all of them. Here's another, another aside. Yeah. I had the pleasure of seeing Wink Martindale introduce Donald Trump at the Trump <laughs> rally that I went to with my life coach last week. But please, go ahead. Who are your game show icons? Wink what? Martindale. I, that's funny because I got compared to Wink Martindale when I was on set. <laughs> what? Yeah, Why? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Uh, in fact, I'm thinking of Wink Martindale shows and nothing comes to mind. I don't remember. I don't remember any of them. Yeah. They're old ones. They're old ones, right? Yeah. Anyway. Um, what game shows do you like? I love, I love the original Family Feud. The... I didn't like the era of Family Feud with, uh, what's his name? Louis Anderson. Louis Anderson, yeah, not a yeah. big fan of him. Uh, I'm, I'm back on board with uh, Steve Harvey. Yeah. Uh, I like him. Um, I think Drew Carey's doing an all right job of The Price is Right. Bob Barker is my man. You know what? I went to a taping of The Price is Right with, um, with a, a girlfriend who is a nightmare. She was like a, a toddler, like a 30-year-old toddler. Is it anyone but, I know? I, it's someone I oh, know. Oh, you know, it's the okay. supermodel. You okay. know exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's the supermodel who had electrical powers. Uh, oh. Yeah, Magneto. Oh, right, 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 supermodel right. Magneto <laughs> is her okay, name. Sure. She, had ele- you, she had electrical powers. <laughs> yeah. Did you know, like, I don't know how open she was about it, but she, she says she had them. Anyway, Drew Carey loves the Price is Right show. Like, during the breaks, he'll talk to the audience and break with them and try to build up the show. But the producers on that show keep him on such a tight schedule because they got to cram product placements in yeah. that he none of that comes across on the show. Because I was a big critic of his when he took over. He's like, he got no heart in it. But I was wrong. Well, same thing with Bob Barker. I was fortunate enough to see Bob Barker before he retired. I, I went to one of the last tapings of his show, and in between the commercial breaks, he was on fire. He was so funny. He was yeah. killing it, killing it. And none of that ever appears on the on the program because they are, they run a really tight ship over yeah. there. And that's actually what I've learned with this game show that I'm doing right now. Not like this show. No, no tight ships at all. You mean the biggest problem? Yeah. Yeah. No. 
<laughs> Don't worry, we'll edit it. So what are you learning <laughs> with your with your experience? Um, yeah, so it, I've learned what a huge production this thing is. It's uh, it's unbelievable. I saw on the list there's something like, I don't know, uh, five or ten producers on there. I thought, why do we need so many producers? And then I learned— Seems ridiculous, right? Right, it You're seems, making a TV show. You get seems, a camera right. and a guy and a monkey in a suit you vis-a-vis would, you. <laughs> vis-a-vis why me. is it this hard? You would think. So the different the name of the show is Cash Floor. And the cash concept, floor, yeah, cash okay. floor. It's a it's a trivia game show that takes place in an elevator. But the difference here is with this game show, and I've never seen anything like it. Uh, maybe it exists. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not, maybe it's not on my radar. But it's a hybrid between a game show and kind of like a confessional reality show, where you sit down okay. afterwards and you talk with the hosts like, and you you say, "What did you think of their response?" What did you think of their questions, et cetera? And then you also do the same thing with the contestants. So they're going to splice that up with their answers during the trivia Are you show. ripping on these people this whole time? Because oh you're, I mean, some people have called you critical yeah. of small mistakes <laughs> and people who are not as, you know, not brilliant scientists and mathematicians and such. Are you bringing this energy to the show? Dick, you know I love me. I'm my biggest fan. <laughs> And I can say with absolute confidence that they picked no better host to have for this show because I rip in them so hard. And also, also, I've finally been, for the first time in my life, on the other end where you can say a little snide remark at somebody. And because they don't know you, they're trying to be polite and they're, oh, yeah. they're too afraid to give you a little rejoinder. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's a good position to be in. I'll make really subtle backhanded compliments and uh, and comments in the elevator and then I can see their faces, you know, their faces scrunch up a little bit like uh-huh. they want to see, see say something back, but they don't and it makes me so happy. But uh, the, the game show... It's a, it's a trivia show on an elevator with these confessionals afterwards. It's a lot of fun. And it's called Cash Floor. Cash Floor. And okay, I'm, I'm, let me... Go ahead. Yeah, and I'm, I'm doing it with a, a, my beautiful co-host, Sarah Hollins. The bonus round is guessing who farted in the elevator. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. All right. all right, we've got something cool. Yeah. We got a gift in the mail. Guy, Philip, Philip Rushik, um, sends me an email asking for the Blender files that Maddox created uh, your masterpiece of Sonic. You remember when you were putting on classes on, what was that, on your Twitch stream? Yeah. A, a of couple, how to 3D render? Right. About a month ago, I did a, I did a live broadcast of mm-hmm. my Twitch stream on how to do a 3D render of Sonic the Hedgehog. I did a tutorial, and I got shit on by my fans. And it was awful. It, the it end was product awful. was disgusting. Look, I was not, t- that's a 50% there, and you guys shit all over it. So this guy requested the 3D files the that 3D I sent files, you, dude. yes. And yeah. then he said, this is what I'm holding in my hand, he 3D printed your god-awful, retarded Dick. 3D rendering of Sonic the Hedgehog. And it looks, surely now, what I'm holding in my hand, you would describe as a monstrous abortion. Dick, that, like, that is beautiful. I would put that on my car as a hood ornament. It looks like it looks like Sonic that like it looks like something that went through uh, that the hell dimension in Event Horizon. Okay, what I'm holding in my hand is a really cool Sonic the Hedgehog head, and what's so brilliant about this sculpture is that it's almost completely symmetrically round, like <laughs> Sonic gets when he almost rolls into- on a 3D program. <laughs> you almost got it round. It looks like a light bulb. Like it looks like a weird saucer shaped light bulb. No, you know what it looks like? What? It looks like a punk rock version of a Who. <laughs> With a little upturned nose, right. doesn't it? Yeah, you're right. Fuck you, Sean. <laughs> it looks like uh, something Dr. Seuss drew after he had a stroke. You're right. Or if he, he didn't have a stroke, I don't think. But it looks like something he would have drawn after he had a stroke. You know what, assholes? I don't need this shit from you. <laughs> you guys can't 3D model dick. 
I mean, <laughs> neither can you, though. Yeah, yeah, I can't. Dig, here's the thing. If you stop, if you stop Van Gogh in the middle of a painting, <laughs> right? You stop Vincent Van Gogh. First of all, awful choice of artist. Go ahead. Okay. If you stop, <laughs> if you stop rem- Michelangelo, <laughs> yeah, right? Okay, in the better. middle, in the middle of him painting the Sistine Chapel, I guarantee it looks just like that Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. <laughs> Unfinished. Somehow somehow your art looks more gay than Michelangelo's. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> gay, Michelangelo. The only that painted never, men. The only painted never, men. That is never a criticism I've seen in any art history books that Michelangelo's oh, artwork oh, was gay. That's, how, that's not a criticism at all. That's not a criticism. Just that's what you're suggesting is illegal, first okay. of all. It's not a criticism. It's a critique. Let's just say it's a critique. It's an that observation. Work, it's an observation. It's an observation. Okay. When I see two men... Uh, in an embrace, uh, my first thoughts are, is that gay or what? What's going on here? Well, and then you, I learned that he owned, he had to paint male models. Yeah. That's what he did. No, you, you see what you want to see, Dick. All right. I got a comment. I got a comment from uh, Matt Krug, uh, at Krugler on Twitter. He says, uh, Maddox, condoms. So he put in co- condoms in a quote. He says, the female orgasm and condoms. Oh, God. When will Dick Masterson just bring in the umbrella problem of I can't stay hard? That's a that's a erectile dysfunction. It's called, sir. It's a big problem. I'll bring that in at some point. I don't. I'm not ashamed to bring in sexual failures. I'll bring in sexual conquests and failures. They're both a part of life. That's true. Uh, I also got a comment. This is another long one. Before we get to the the terrorism one, I want to hear uh-huh. about that uh, that counterterrorism expert. This one's from Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> he sent me an email. This is a really poignant email, actually. He sent this to me about episode 67, and I got so much mail about episode Which 67. Was that? that was the one about self-defeating thoughts. Oh, yeah. In, the ep- in episode 67, we talked about self-defeating thoughts. He says, Maddox, I have been an ardent enthusiast of your site since around 2000, and I will say that you are a genius. Recently, I stumbled across the biggest problem in the universe, and not only is it the funniest show I have ever heard, True. but I have found the show to be inspiring. The episode where you pitched self-defeating thoughts as the biggest problem was eye-opening for me and actually made me realize it was the root of a lot of problems I've had from careers to relationships. Your insightful dialogue inspired me to stop holding myself back and pursue my dreams. When you opened up about your own personal depression in your 20s, it blew me away to hear someone I consider to be a comedic hero to become a real person. I have struggled with depression my whole life and currently have been going through the hardest time in my life, and your podcast has kept me laughing the entire time. You bring laughter, thought, and inspiration to the masses. Thank you for being Maddox, Dick Masterson, and Sean. Cheers. Dracula. (laughs) See, it matters whose life you're saving, right? (laughs) Like when when Dracula writes in and says you've you've encouraged him to go out and fulfill his dreams, it's not such a great thing. I got one from, I thought this one was funny, from Diana McKinley. I've been reading all of the comments for the last four shows in Maddox's idiot fan voice. (laughs) Actually, this voice has infected every facet of my life. Uh, literally every single communication that I received from anyone, boss's family wife, is now narrated in my head by Maddox. <laughs> no joke. That's exactly what I hear people talk when I read their comments. In my in my internal monologue, yeah. the, the, the voice inside my head when I read other people's comments like, Maddox, I'm sorry to tell you like this, but grandma died. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. You, you, uh, you teased this. Yeah, the, no, I got a voicemail, though. All right, Let let's hear it. some of these. Yo, Dick, how is the woman's orgasm the biggest Everyone's problem obsessed in the with that universe? Yeah. Just because you have a fucking microcosm cock, <laughs> you can't pleasure a woman. That's why. 
the show is called Biggest Problem in the Universe. Not the biggest joke in the universe. <laughs> I'm watching Maddox um, Twitch stream right now. Clearly, you're a big fucking pussy. Oh, I don't know that, who's that's directed to. Well, my microcosm cock, my uh, my rep- my representative of a much larger sample of cock, <laughs> not doing the job. Uh, here you go. Here's another. Here's one about you. Great. Hey, Dick. I got a Maddox versus Maddox for you. All right. Maddox criticizes YouTube viewers on their attention span of three to four minutes when they complain about the live show. But Maddox can't even sit through a goddamn cutscene in a video game. Good <laughs> job, Maddox, true. you giant hypocrite. You you can literally go fuck, fuck yourself with a Wii controller, <laughs> idiot. Fuck myself with a Wii controller. Yeah, yeah, yeah YouTube. I, I don't see how that's a contradiction. YouTube audiences have fickle attention spans. Uh-huh. And I don't like cutscenes. What's the contradiction there? I don't like cutscenes. I don't know. I think he was just said. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't try. I don't try to make sense of all the, the emails. That the come, difference is, dick fuck. Okay, people go to YouTube to watch videos. That's what they're there for. To watch videos that aren't interactive. Shithead. When I play video games, that's an interactive medium. And when I'm watching a cutscene, that's ruining the interactivity in the game. It defeats the purpose of a whole fucking video game. You shit. You're right. You're 100 <laughs> percent right. Here's yeah. the terrorism email. Cool. And then I've got oh my god so much so much stuff to talk about. I was did you guys catch my I have an I have an announcement as well. Yeah. I I was interviewed successfully <sighs> after a Donald <laughs> Trump rally. I was interviewed on Fox on my experience with the Donald. Dick, I saw this clip and it was it was incredible. <laughs> it was- the only performance better than yours was Donald's. Yeah. But you were right up there. And keep in mind, I had about seven beers in me. Yeah. And oh. and the high, the euphoric emotional high of just having interacted with the Donald himself. Yeah. Uh Dick, when are we gonna when are we gonna hear this clip? I'll bring I'll bring it in next week. Ne- next week? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you more about it. I'm next gonna week. hold you to it. Next week you're gonna hear that clip, guys. Yeah, okay. Here's the terrorism email. Hey Dick, love the show. I've been listening to you guys uh, slinging shit on each other since episode five. I don't really think we've been doing that, but mm-hmm. I'm also an avid purchaser of the bonus episodes. The nature of my work. Here's how you know the guy's serious. Have you ever used that phrase? The nature of the my nature work. Of my work. Yeah. Uh, only that means you torture that. people. No, uh-huh. only only really tough guys use that. Oh, that's phrase. right. Only the nature oh, of yeah. my work. Nature right, of my right, work. Right. Means I'm not comfortable or able to share my name or specific occupation with you, but I work in the field of counterterrorism with a specific expertise in terrorist recruitment, terrorist operations, and countering violent extremism. I also have a double master's degree in the terrorism studies and international security fields. I have a few points for you guys, most of which support Dick's argument that terrorism is a big problem, and everyone else's who think it's a big problem. Feel free to read them on the air in full or in part, but please avoid using my name. Apologies for the long email. Good, good. As Dick noted, terrorism is a bigger problem than casualty counts. Unlike car accidents and children drowning, terrorism has social, economic, and political ramifications. Terrorism seeks to undermine a government's ability to self-determine its own policies by pressuring it to change these policies, which undermines the very ideas of, uh, how do you say that, sovereignty? How do you say that word? Sovereignty. Sovereignty? sovereignty? Yeah, sovereignty. sovereignty yeah. And representative governance. It's weird when you have to say a word that you've seen your whole life and you've never had to pronounce it out loud. You always feel like a stupid asshole, but you're like, hey, I know what the word means. I just never said it out loud. It also seeks to create psychological insecurity on both the individual and societal level. As we've unfortunately seen, terrorists don't need to kill that many people 
to use this insecurity as a tool to pressure changes in social values, laws, and policy. Uh, you guys also ignored the vast amount of attempted attacks that have failed since 9-11. Just because we've gotten good at stopping terrorism doesn't mean it's no longer a problem. So that's his point number one. Do you agree with any of that? I agree with a lot of what he said, yeah. Okay. I, I, I do agree that... Uh, the terrorism that, that they stop isn't the terrorism that we're hearing about. If we weren't actively trying to stop terrorism. Uh, but yeah, I've got some stats on that. I want you to go on with the email. The idea that poverty causes terrorism is long discredited. I didn't know that, but that's what this guy said. Uh, Dick was right in noting that the problem isn't as clear as Maddox was asserting. Then he's quoting a meta-analysis. Um, let me try to summarize this. There's no evidence that demonstrates that countries with low levels of economic development, high rates of unemployment, poor rates of economic growth, high levels of income inequality, and high levels of malnutrition have higher levels of terrorism. Uh, it's also not the case that perpetrators of terrorist attacks are more likely to be poor themselves. Terrorism may have some link to poverty, but is in no way clear or as causal as Maddox suggested. That's interesting. I didn't know that. The idea that the U.S. somehow supported bin Laden during the Soviet occupation is a long-discredited myth, which is usually not repeated by people who consider critically thinking that, oh, he's on a real rampage against you. Yikes. Well, the, he said, wait, one, uh, one He said more the idea that the U.S. somehow supported bin Laden during the Soviet occupation is a discredited myth. Uh, it's, it's, not, it's not to my knowledge. I've, I've read it in multiple sources. Why is it a discredited myth? I don't know. He's, uh, I don't think bin Laden had anything to do with the 80s versus Russia, did he? He was he was there in Afghanistan. Was he? he his, yeah, the people, the Mujahideen, that uh, later parts, uh, some factions of them became the Taliban, some of them became Al-Qaeda, but they were the ones that we funded in Afghanistan uh, to fight the Soviets. All right, that's, I'm gonna, that's where they came from. I'm going to sum it up here. The lesson of 9-11 was that organized, well-funded, well-established, and undisturbed terrorist networks are a huge fucking problem when they're left to operate freely within their own territory. They become very effective and sophisticated when they're left to their own devices. Uh, I'm not convinced that we're necessarily doing more harm than good by disaggregating formal terrorist networks, even if we're radicalizing lone terrorists in doing so. Uh, ba ba keep up the great work. So he said, ask him any questions that I want. Yeah. But I don't know, what do you want to, do you want to ask him anything? I would like to know what's going on over there. Well, so one of the, one of the things he mentioned is that uh, poverty is not, does not necessarily correlate to terrorism. I think uh, I did a little bit more research after that last episode, and I think I would agree it's not necessarily the cause of terrorism. It, yeah. it definitely doesn't, uh, doesn't help since the matters, but the majority of terrorist attacks are not Muslim. Uh, that's absolutely a fact. Um, you, you think they are because that's all you hear about, but uh, I, have some, I have some interesting stats here. This is from the Daily Beast. Overwhelmingly, those who have committed terrorist attacks in the United States and Europe aren't Muslims. So here's some statistics for those interested. This is, uh, again, from the Daily Beast. Let's start with Europe. Want to guess what percentage of the terrorist attacks there were committed by Muslims over the past five years? Ten. Wrong. It's less than 2%. Oh. Less than 2%. The vast majority of terror attacks in Europe were perpetrated by separatist groups. For example, in 2013, there were 152 terror attacks in Europe. Only two of them were religiously motivated, while 84 predicated upon ethno-nationalist or separatist beliefs. 
Like, for example, we're talking about groups like France's FLNC, which advocates an independent nation for the island of Corsica. In December of 2013, FLNC terrorists carried out simultaneous rocket attacks against police stations in two French cities. And in Greece, the left-wing militant popular revolutionary forces shot and killed two members of the right-wing political party, Golden Dawn. Even in the United States, I looked into this. So, look look at this. Isn't the birth of the United States, like, attacking merchants and throwing all their shit in the harbor, isn't that, like, designed to promote terror? The Boston Tea Party yeah. you're talking about? I like, mean, we won, so it's not, but mm, yeah. kind of. You can make that argument. But also, another interesting thing is uh, that I found in doing this research is that most terrorist groups since the 1970s have disbanded not because of military intervention. There's a study. It's by the Social Sciences Research Network. Uh, excuse me, the Social Science Research Network. It says, does military intervention reduce or increase terrorism? And they found that Fewer than 7% of all terrorist groups have been disbanded due to military intervention since the 1970s. Mm. Most of them disband due to ideological reasons or uh, lack of interest, lack of funds, or they they meet their goals. Just like a Dungeons & Dragons group. Just have differences. (laughs) like, all right, you guys are here for a different reason than me. Yeah, but uh, this is is really interesting, this Daily Beast article. I'll bring it in another time uh, with another problem, but... Um, they said even after one of the worst terror attacks ever in Europe in 2011, when Anders uh, Breivik, I think is his name, slaughtered 77 yeah, people in guy. Norway to further his anti-Muslim, anti-immigrant, and pro-Christian Europe agenda, as he stated in his manifesto, we didn't see any press in the United States about him being a Christian terrorist. I mean, th- guys, we got to look at the facts here. If you want to, if you want to say terrorism is, is a big problem. Let's look at all terrorism, not just Islamic terrorism. You're focusing terrorism. on it, and Muslims and Islamic terrorism, but I, did was that the point of well, what we're talking about? We're talking about terrorism. A lot of people, right. A lot you're of just people. preemptively saying that it's not all Muslims. No, I mean, we, we all because, remember the IRA, right? Right, but but Dick, I'm talking specifically about some of the comments in the, in oh, the section. There were some real, real bigots I, in the comment section. I think we're past having to say that it's a very small percentage of Muslims. It's like, we know, it's like, we know that it's a very small percentage of Jews who are not lawyers, bankers, or comedians. <laughs> Good point. Sean. Good point, Sean. All right, let's get on to it. Let's end it with that. Can I go first? Go this is a quick one. I'm bringing in the artificial scarcity of pretzel bread. Okay. Well, why? Huge, huge fan favorite. I did some research on okay. this, right? Okay. Artificial pretzel bread, to me, because it's been around, I found, since uh, 610 A.D., it is exactly the same as the McRib, the Shamrock Shake, and buttermilk biscuit butterfly shrimp. At Popeye's. <laughs> it is a seasonal item used to fuck with our emotions. You understand what I'm saying? Big companies are using these ploys, pretzel bread, the McRib, shamrock shake, and buttermilk biscuit butterfly shrimp to draw us in to their crappy restaurants, and then they pull it away from us. Huh. They it's draw that, us in. They, go ahead. It's that Black Friday sale on that shitty big screen TV that you think you're going to get for $200. They get you in the store, and then they bait and switch you, sell you some shrimp. Exactly. Yeah, big loss leader. Yeah, big loss leader, the the, the pretzel bun. And it's fucking bullshit. There, uh, Wendy's. Wendy's came out with their pretzel bread bacon sandwich, yeah. whatever it was, doing amazing, selling in huge numbers. Everybody love it. Then they pull it away for no reason. Right? Why, according to them, bringing new food ideas to our customers attracts them into our restaurants. Okay. Said, we have introduced three unique break carriers this year, multi-grain flatbread pretzel and new brioche. These breads elevate the quality of our sandwich offerings. Then why yank them away? Why? It's a scam. Yeah, you the, see what I'm saying? It's, it's a scam. They're being honest in that in that statement, though. They said that these new food offerings bring customers to their stores. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're, but I then mean, they, they're being honest. Then why do they yank them away? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So they can That's keep a, using it. It's the carrot on a stick, man. It's We're the, the donkeys. It's the cat. No, it's the cat with the string. Yeah. As soon as you give the cat the string, the cat doesn't want the they string anymore. The string. Right. You've got to keep yanking it away. Right. Uh, a record, a hundred, and it's catching on. So the emotional ploy of fucking with you with scarcity of pretzel bread is going to get worse. A record 160 pretzel products were released uh, in 2013, whereas only 60 were released in 2009. So why is this a big deal? Who cares? <laughs> the bottom line Maddox, is Maddox, if there was any cares? argument against corporations, it's the artificial scarcity of pretzel bread. Okay? Yeah. You don't get that at your corner deli. They don't ever stop making one of their favorite items. This is a, this is a this is big burger fucking with you. <laughs> big burger. This is big burger drawing you into the stores just to get you addicted to their other food and then yanking away the one that you want. Yeah, but you want to live in that world? Do you want to live in that world? Uh, we already do, and they're called seasonal items, Dick. I get it. Sometimes, look, there's some items that aren't artificially scarce. They're like strawberries, for example. You see them uh -huh. all over fucking salads in California. Anytime mm -hmm. you come to California in the summertime, oh, you're going to find a fucking strawberry in your salad. But in the wintertime, you don't find strawberries. You find pears or some other bullshit fruit that they're trying to cram into your fucking salad. Mm -hmm. Anything but blueberries. But anyway, uh, the, the pretzel bun, is. they said it's a seasonal item. Yes, so what's but that's the artificial. Yeah. See the the season the season is low profits. That's the season that the pretzel bun marches around, and yeah. they're preying on your they're preying on this preconception you have about strawberries and avocados and what have you. It's disingenuous. Yeah. Of all the problems that you don't like because they're disingenuous, this is the disingenuousest. <laughs> Go ahead. What's your problem? I don't want to take a lot of time. That's on it. it. That's all you got. I just want to let people vote on it. All right. Fair enough. And uh, if you guys didn't hear the last episode, at the tail end of the last episode, after the credits, we had a voicemail of this guy who was just incredulous that about the artificial scarcity of pretzel buns. And he went on, he, uh, he, he had some stats, and he called regular pretzels ridiculous. He said that they're ridiculous. They're ridiculous. They Wait, ridiculous. You know what, Dick? Well, the outside is the best part, which is why I like those pretzel crisps. You ever get those at the store? It's oh, the best part of a yeah. pretzel. It's like a two-dimensional pretzel. It's all, yes. it's all outside. It's all skin. Yeah, it's all yeah. good. Yeah. Sean likes the skin. Well, All the, right. the other stuff, <laughs> the other stuff is just like bleached flour. Guys, I get it's it. You didn't, you didn't like the snacks I provided today. <laughs> <laughs> you do have bullshit pretzels. You have the worst mouth snacks ever on this every show. Every time, every time before this show, your he runs gracious to the gas host, station. your gracious host Maddox. <laughs> Pulls open his cupboards and, and rummages through, getting all the snacks ready for the show. Today we have pretzel nuggets and peanuts. The two P's. The two notorious P's of snacking. <laughs> all right, what's your problem? All right, guys, I got a real problem. Also food-related. Stonewall vegans. Stonewalled? Stonewall, Stonewall vegans. Stonewall vegans. Yeah. What context do you mean stonewall? They stonewall you. Okay. Yeah. Stonewalling. Stonewalling vegans. Okay. That's, uh, we'll, we'll phrase it like that. Stonewalling vegans. All right. Here we go. Guys, vegans are like a moth to a flame when it comes to ruining fun. They can't help themselves. They see fun, and they want to zero in on it and fucking end it. They want to destroy it. Scorched earth policy when it comes to fun. Veganism isn't an ideology. It's a police state. They constantly comb over menus in restaurants to see if there's anything that they can eat. And if they don't find what they want, they force the entire group to go somewhere they want to eat. It, they're food terrorists. Yeah, they do. They, are they the do do that. They're the terrorists of the dining world. Even when they say they're not doing it, they're doing it. They're doing it. First of all, guys, stop saying you can't eat things. You can. You just won't. All right? When you change the words I can't to I won't, you'll finally realize what a crybaby bitch you sound like. Yeah. 
Jeez. That's true. It's not like you physically can't eat the food. We all have the same basic physiology, dickheads. You aren't special. You won't eat it. Just at least acknowledge that. Yeah. Just at least, at the very least, just say, I won't eat it, so you sound like the asshole that you are. Yeah, yeah. I 100% agree with that. You're being a big baby back bitch I about have it. I ended relationships based on that distinction. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't I, I can't apologize. Like, well, you can't or you won't. Like, right. just say you won't. Just say you won't and admit being a selfish asshole. Like, that's, that, that's it. It's a very small difference, but it shows what you think. Right. That your principles are more important than anything else. Absolutely. And, and then what did you say to that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you almost stumped me on that one, Sean. Uh, good job, Sean. You almost stumped me. Guys, if there's nothing you want to eat at a restaurant that an entire group of people want to go to, then eat before you go out. I don't know. I don't care. Like, carry some twigs and berries with you or sticks or dirt, Just whatever the grass. fuck you eat. It's all over the place. <laughs> like a dog. Like whatever your stupid diet is, eat that before. And then go out with your friends or eat afterwards or just mm-hmm. stay the fuck home. Yeah. Nobody need you're not that fucking special. We don't need you that badly. Don't be such a raging fucking asshole to everyone around you because of your shitty fucking diet. We don't care. We don't want to hear about it. Don't make your fucking diet my problem. Dick, I got a story about this. Yeah, fuck panda bears too. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? Well, the about, assholes of the animal kingdom. All they vegetarians. Eat is, all I want. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're huge vegetarians. Yeah. You can't take a panda anywhere. Sack with you. up, panda bears. <laughs> Here comes Maddox riding in on an ideological wave down your throat. Listen, man, I got a story. A friend of mine recently was apoplectic. She sent me an email because she was going out with some friends for a nice dinner. They all agreed on a very famous delicious restaurant in downtown LA. So they have this menu on it that has, it's basically tapas style. So if you're going to a restaurant with a vegan or a vegetarian or a picky eater, the best case scenario is that it's tapas because then they can pick and choose whatever the fuck, like a little twig of leaf from this thing or a a beet, a dice of beet from another dish. Who cares? Yeah, but then they're going to talk about every choice they're making. Like yeah. They've got to peruse each one like they're running quality control at the asshole factory. Right. Like, let me let me see that plate. Um, uh, and then they got to ask about it. They got to ask the waiter the embarrassing questions. Like, tell me how this was. Re- tell me how this was prepared so that I may bust you in a perceived mistake. Instead of tell me how this was prepared so that I might enjoy it more. Right. So that it might be more succulent to me. So I can enjoy these senses in my body that God gave me to use. Right. No, it's not that, Dick. They're not asking to enjoy. They're asking to break down, mm-hmm. to critique. That's all they're asking yeah. for. They want to find flaws in the food so they can make a big issue about it, so they can showboat about their big fucking, uh, uh, their special dietary their needs. Their quote-unquote personality, because that's what they're fabricating. Right. It's so fucking annoying. So, a bunch of people, there were five of them in this group, all four of them, in an email chain, were oh, saying, yeah, that sounds great, let's do it. How's seven? Seven's great, let's do it. Oh my gosh, five people... All go into a restaurant. They are all available at the same time, on the same day. Perfect. Except this one lone, solitary, blowhard bitch Uh sends an email and says, Hey, guys, I looked over the menu. (laughs) Is that voice again? I looked over the menu, and there aren't any vegan options, so um, we, we should go someplace else. No. Yeah. To four other people, grown adults. And so someone wrote back and said, Well... 
they do have vegan options on the menu. Why don't you just order those things? And she said, well, because there's only a couple and I'll be hungry. Oh, my God. So so then this email thread cut went Cut her right on. off the chain. Yeah, cut her off cut the her chain. Off the That's chain. it. Stay home. Weakest link. There you go. You're the one getting eaten by lions. Pushed out the door. Yeah. And by the way, this is a dinner plan made in advance, right? You know that this dinner plan's occurring. If four other people are going to this restaurant, just plan ahead and eat before. If you know that there's nothing you want to eat, I'm not going to say nothing you can't eat, but nothing you want to eat on this menu, then fucking eat at home and then show up and grab a fucking drink and shut up. If you want to be that's, there. Because that's the point. Yeah. That's the point of the dinners. Have a nice evening with friends. Have a nice I can evening eat alone. with friends. I can, eat, uh, I can eat oatmeal every day forever and just feed calories into my system, but I would like to enjoy life a little bit more than that. That's what exactly. you're saying. You already have a tremendous amount of uh, work. Uh, you have, already have a tremendous amount of things working against you to set up a dinner. You don't need another one. Right. Absolutely. So, so someone said, well... If you want, uh, we can call the restaurant and see if there are any other vegan options or if they can make a dish vegan. So she's, she's, she did just that. She called the restaurant. Are you kidding me? Left a voicemail. A voicemail. The most inconsiderate type of mail that you can leave yeah. to someone is a yeah. voicemail. Yeah. So, so you, no, she that's called. true. I'd rather have a mail bomb than a voicemail. Oh, right. At least a mail bomb gives you the courtesy of ending your life. At least life. there's a payout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of listening to this <laughs> fucking God. recording, yeah. Finally. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so she calls and leaves a, a message for the manager. <laughs> Gets a call back. Like, and this it, is what he's doing on this poor bastard's day. And it's yeah. L.A., yeah. so you know that he's got, like, a, a hundred of these voicemails waiting for him when he gets in. And, and, it, and they're a overwhelmed. travesty. This restaurant is packed all the time. They have a list. They have a waiting list. You have to make reservations. You're always waiting for this restaurant. It's You're lucky if you get a seat. She left a voicemail for this poor manager. He calls back, and she asks him if they can modify ingredients in some of the recipes that they have on to the just menu. just leave out the meat? Yeah. Well, or no, is she vegan? Vegan, you- which means no butter. Which means no honey, which means no animal products whatsoever. No gelatin. Why nothing. Is it no honey. Bees like making honey. Yeah, well, uh, they view it as oppression That's of the like bees saying, or something. I don't drink piss. Yeah. Like, well. Yeah, it right. comes from an animal, so they don't put it in their bodies. But they're okay, okay with, uh, you know, a lot of them are okay with driving in their leather cars, of course. Yeah, of course. Their leather seat cars. So she calls, she talks to the manager, and the manager says, no, I'm sorry, we don't have alternate ingredients to put into the stuff. We have chefs. It's a very busy kitchen. We don't have these ingredients. I'm sorry, but these are the options that you have. I don't have the authority to do that. I'm just a guy working a job. Right. Like, I'm just a guy who's here because I have to be, you stupid bitch. Just right. like everybody in the world, I'm here because I have to do this. Please don't fuck with me today. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I didn't build this restaurant. I didn't make the menu. Those people make another zero above me. Right. Like, I don't have the authority to do what you're asking. Right. And even if he did... Do you really want to inconvenience the entire fucking kitchen? I mean, no. this isn't an allergy that you have. This isn't some life-threatening thing that you have. You don't have fucking celiac disease, which most people don't. Fuck off with the gluten thing. But yeah, the life no, the life-threatening illness that they have is having no personality. Yeah. It's it sucks to be normal yeah. in a world run by reality TV. So you got to gin up that personality real quick. Right. It sounds like it sounds like this person is drastically overestimating the value of her company. Oh, yeah. absolutely, Sean. Ding, ding, ding. That's the fucking amen to that, dude. That's exactly what this is. She's overestimating the value of her company to this dinner party. So she talks to the manager, and the manager says, look, there are three options on the menu. 
They're like, you know, a flatbread with lettuce on it. They said we can remove the cheese. It's like arugula on a flatbread. What do you want? What uh-huh. do you want us to, to, to do, lady? We don't have yeah. whatever fucking crazy shit that you have. So she, she writes back to the email thread and says, hey, guys, I, I just got off the phone with the manager. I was, I was ready to write a really nasty Yelp review. Of course. She was ready to write to ruin their business because this bitch doesn't – they don't cater to you? Do we go to fucking vegan restaurants and write review, n- nasty reviews because they don't have meat options, you bitch? Like, we're not doing that. We're not going to vegan restaurants and saying, oh, there weren't enough meat options. Don't go to a normal restaurant and expect them to cater to your picky fucking beliefs. Yeah. So anyway. She's like, oh, I was about to write a review, but the manager was really nice, but they still don't have any options. So then. Please the, write that review. Yeah. Don't cater to vegans. Sign me up. I'll Great. be there. I want to make a restaurant called No Vegans. Yeah. Don't fucking come to my restaurant. I don't care. So she wrote this, she wrote this thread, and then she didn't suggest any other restaurants. She wanted everyone else in the email thread to do the heavy lifting of finding a restaurant that she can eat at. She said, "Are there? We should go to an, a different restaurant," but didn't suggest any. Oh, just stay home. Why now? At this point, why even want to go out to dinner with this woman? Oh yeah, like this is. A, I don't ever want to talk to her again. Right? Like, right. I, guys, never mind. I'm out. I'm staying home. I'm going somewhere else. I'm doing anything else with my life than hanging out with this person. Like, how many problems can she run into every day? How yeah. many How many assholes does she run into every day? Probably a couple, right? Yeah, yeah. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. If you're always running into assholes, guess what? You're, Maybe the, you're the asshole. asshole. So she... So somebody on the, uh, on the email thread says, well, look, you have a problem with this place. Why don't you suggest something? Mm. And so she suggests a vegan. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) She suggests a vegan Indian restaurant. They always try to slide that in, too, because it's always Indian. Like, oh, it's a really nice place. It's like, yeah, yeah, is it Indian? Is it an Indian Indian Indian. place? Yeah. Yeah. It's an Indian vegan place. And bunch of rice, yeah, bunch of beans, beans awesome. and you know, like uh, lentils. Cool, yeah. I'm gonna just suck on lentils all night. <laughs> My fancy dinner out. So one of the people in the sit thread, cross-legged, yes, <laughs> sit cross-legged and rip up a big tortilla, sucking on lentils. <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so so then she says this email. This she suggests this this vegan Indian restaurant, and one of the people in the thread says, "I'm I'm literally going there." The night before. <laughs> I have reservations the night before. Is there any other place? And she said, well, you know, it's a pretty good place. Uh. And so so this lady says, that's fine. You know what? I'm not going to be the <laughs> stick in the mud. You're the stick in the mud. I'll go eat there twice in a row just so you can fucking uh, uh, join us for this dinner. Yeah. This, 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 my friend... Who, the one who started this email, th- this email thread to I me. would love if this was secretly a story about your mom. Like, and you're like, and the m- woman was my mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, man. Uh, yeah. This, this, so this email, this email thread was started by this woman. Uh-huh. And she said, you know what? Fine. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll, ca- we'll kowtow to you. Because you're the biggest crybaby, and she she didn't even uh, she didn't even send a, a big thank you email to everyone saying guys thank you for accommodating or any of that shit. She's she felt entitled to being this much of a pain in the ass. This woman, yeah, man, she's on a mission from God. Can't can't she can't eat it. It's not yeah. won't. It's can't 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 can't. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's a morality clause. Yeah. See, every everybody's got that sick 
can't in them. They just arbitrarily pick what they assign it to. Right. That's that's what I think. Any, anybody's like, oh well, I'm I'm so evolved. I'm above that. But uh, I'll you know I'll ruin some people's night just because I want to eat. I want a bigger selection of beans. Yeah. Like, well, you're a piece of shit. And that's like, all it is. It's just a bigger selection of beans for you to fucking eat. You could have eaten at that other restaurant. They had options, just nothing you wanted. Yeah. I'll bring a pocket full of hay, you horse face bitch. You chew on this <laughs> while we're all having a good time at the meadery. Yeah. Eat some dirt. Say, so how do you think that would go over? And then just say, just kidding. Yeah. You started with no offense. And then no offense. Yeah. Kidding. If you say no offense, you're good. You're covered. Dude, dude I have friends who are Jews and Muslims that don't eat pork. <laughs> And they still I'm going to be disappointed about where this is going. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a great Jew joke coming. <laughs> <laughs> I have friends who are Jews and Muslims. Oh, baby. No, they still, <laughs> look, man, I've, I've been to restaurants with Jews and Muslims that serve pork. You know what they do? They simply don't order it. They don't make it a big yeah. fucking deal. They don't care if you order it. Mm-hmm. You can eat it. I even went to a restaurant with uh, uh, a Buddhist one time uh, to a Chinese restaurant, and it was Christmas dinner, and part of the Christmas dinner was, it was a fixed course menu, they brought out this this huge, delicious Chinese soup, and it had beef in it. And he's 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 Buddhist. Uh-huh. Doesn't eat beef. And you know what oh, he Buddhists did? Buddhists are de facto vegetarians? Uh, well, this guy was. Okay. This guy was. He says he doesn't eat beef. Uh, excuse me. He was not Buddhist. He was Hindu. That's right. There we Hindu. go. There we go. Yeah. That makes more sense. honest. Yeah. Yeah. That makes more sense. So he says he doesn't eat beef. But you know what he did? He just like he just picked up a, a scoop of vegetables from the bar from the uh, from the soup, and then just ate the vegetables. Mm. Didn't make a big fucking deal out of it. He's, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to eat the beef. And I know that some of the beef broth is in the, uh, you know, is in the soup, but whatever. I'm, yeah, you know, you're it, not changing the world yeah. by not eating the beef broth. Whatever God you believe in isn't going to be sitting there t- tallying a total of all the molecules of beef you ate, you fucking idiots. I mean, he might be. You don't no. know that. Or she might be. Uh, mm. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Dick, I have, a, I have a, a YouTube video here. I have a YouTube video from a vegan. I just looked on YouTube. I said, why should I become a vegan, right? Here's, here's one of the first things that come up. Listen to this. This is from uh, the YouTube channel. It's Fluffy. Why don't you just call this vegans? Huh? Why don't you just call this vegans? Vegans. Uh, now, Instead of stonewalling vegans. Stonewalling vegans. Because I have a few, very few, but I have a few vegan friends who aren't stonewalling vegans. They're mm. the ones that you, they come to the dinner, and then they don't, make it, they don't make their dietary needs your issue. Okay. But they're very few. So here's, here's one from YouTube. This is uh, why you should become a vegan. Uh, the, the channel is Fluffy Pink Glam. Here we go. Great. Eating meat, dairy, fish, cheese is just not right. The first thing is the moral aspect. Uh-oh. I mean, uh-huh. if you think about it, it's kind of crazy that we humans think that animals are just here for our needs, yeah. for, you know, to give us their body, their life. <laughs> so she's talking about herself. Yeah. Yeah. So animals are here just... So, so you think it's okay to kill plant life? You think it's okay to kill plant life? Plants uh-huh. are living creatures. Plants are living beings. They've done studies that show plants they feel pain. they they feel pain. Yeah. They react. They even emit sound when they're being killed. Yep. Plants are living creatures. So it's okay for you to kill plants, but not animals, right? Huh? You're fine with killing plants because they don't have a face. You can't relate to plant life. You're a speciesist. That's what you are. There's also uh, pescatarian stonewallers. Yeah. There's a whole whole gradation of uh, How, How's that? What do you mean? Well, they only eat fish. Oh, you know, the pescatarian stonewallers? Yeah. 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 Same thing. Yeah, basically. Just throw fish on there. Yeah. 
But I've never gone to a restaurant where a pescatarian stonewaller, someone was stonewalling me because they didn't have fish on the on the menu. Mm-hmm. They'll eat something else. I mean, well, your friends are fucked, so I'm sure you'll get there eventually. Yeah, that's true. Uh, In one Dick, of these emails. Yeah. Well, this is from. I think I, I saw this on. Yeah, this is from WebMD. A vegan diet isn't healthy. It's from the July issue of the American Journal of Clinic Nutrition, Clinical Nutrition. German researchers tracked 174 apparently healthy people living in Germany and the Netherlands. They found that 92% of the vegans they studied, those who ate the strictest vegetarian diet, which, which shuns all animal products, including milk and eggs, had vitamin B12 deficiencies, yeah. which leads to heart disease and stroke. Yeah. And these are people, especially vegan mothers who are breastfeeding, their children have, are usually malnourished. Because they don't get enough B12. Guys, stop doing this. You don't need to do this. If you want to abstain from meat for whatever fucking goofy reasons you want, <laughs> fine. But don't at least drink a cup of milk. If you drink a cup of milk or eat an egg, you'll get all the B12 you need, and you don't have to be such a staunch fucking idiot about it. That uh, supermodel Magneto that I dated, remember? Yeah, yeah. She would also not get red meat at In-N-Out, and she would always eat my burger. What? She would always take bites off of my triple-triple oh. and out the hamburger fast food place. She wouldn't order it herself because she saw a cow at some point. In her, I don't know. She yeah. saw a baby yeah. cow, and she couldn't imagine killing them anymore. Yeah. But she would lay into mine with that thin supermodel jaw and chew right through it, ruin it making my hamburger refuse that I now have to eat. Yeah. It's like smokers who only bum cigarettes. Yeah. It's like a, it's like one of those wood bores. They just bore a hole right through your burger. With yeah, that, with that needle. I'm like, what the hell am I? Am I supposed to eating that? And now I'm eating something. Now I'm eating. Now my lips are touching something that have almost touched my own dick. You know, her lips are eating my burger. This is what I'm thinking now, and I'm trying to enjoy my hamburger. Wait a minute. How far away am I from having my own dick in my mouth? Right. Yeah. Because she's touched it a lot all the time. Well. Oh, oh yeah, that's this relationship lasts a long time for a reason. And now I'm touching that same thing with my mouth. It's disgusting. I got a story about that. I have a friend who I know she loves to lick buttholes. Like that's her thing. Oh my god. She likes to li- okay. lick guys' buttholes. That's All her right. thing. And uh I found out one day that she was dating one of my friends, and we all went to a restaurant. And I ordered, I ordered a giant lemonade, a giant pink lemonade. Sat down, ready to uh, infantilism. Yeah, go <laughs> ahead. Delicious. It's refreshing. Yeah. So we sat down. I'm waiting for my burger, my giant pink lemonade. Haven't even taken a sip yet. She goes, "Oh, can I try?" <laughs> and she she took a sip from my lemonade, my fresh, brand new lemonade. And I just sat there, looking at that straw. And thinking about her licking my friend's butthole. And, <laughs> and I swear to God, I didn't take a single sip of my giant lemonade. Did you explain it? No. You didn't send it back to no. get another one? No. Mm-hmm. You didn't try like a, no, I, was done. I don't, or um, I have a cold? No. Nope. Something lost, like that? Lost my appetite. That's- didn't want, didn't want it. <laughs> didn't want it. I didn't want any more lemonade. And then, and I told some of my friends and they knew, they <laughs> they all looked down the table at me to see if I would. It was kind of like a, a ticking time bomb. They were all watching me nervously if I was going to take a sip, and I didn't. I didn't fucking touch that lemonade. Did you fake them out? 
Like a little <laughs> lean in, like, oh, guys, uh, make them throw up in the corner. No, because I was afraid if I took a whiff of that straw with that, uh, you know, that residual butthole on it, I would, I would all up. over it. Yeah, yeah you made yeah. the right call. Anyway, man, that's my problem. Stonewalling vegans. That's a, I had a I had a big uh, altercation. Well, not big. I had an altercation with a guy with a stonewalling vegan at Burning Man. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, real quick. Um, so you know we were doing soup flavored blankets out in the deep, out in the desert, right. like a mile outside of the man, where there's nothing around. And people well, say you're, you're. What was the section, by the way? Where, where, where were you guys located? It was twelve twelve thirty in a mile. Okay. So you go to the man, you go point up at twelve thirty where there's nothing. There's a big wedge taken out like Pac-Man's mouth, and you go up a mile, and there was us. Okay. Uh, and smart asses are like the ignorant are like you're giving out hot soup in the desert. What are you guys assholes? It's like yeah. it's it's the desert shithead. Yeah. It gets to like forty degrees out right. there. It's freezing. We people, we save people's lives. People who've never been to the desert have no idea what it's like at night. Yeah, Google right. it. Yeah. Uh, so this this fucking asshole. Bunch. So we we built a giant cracker box and we're giving out hot soup. We're giving out soup all night. Like we're not running a soup stand and selling soup. Yeah. You don't do that. You just you come up. You tell us we're running a show out there. You yeah. tell us a little story. You know. We flirt with you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, four guys came up, and I made them sing. They had no jokes or anything. They were foreigners. I made them sing the national anthem to, like, Istanbul or something, wherever they were from. Yeah. It's cute, cute stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, Big yeah. activity. It's funny, yeah. So my buddy Pete is manning the booth, talking to some beautiful girls, because they're all beautiful out there. Yeah. Pete's a very nice sure. guy. Oh, yeah. They, they are. Mm. You know, I mean, you don't think, uh, on average, the girls that you see in the pictures at Burning Man are more beautiful than, and this is coming from people, guys who live in L.A., you yeah. go outside of L.A., and it, it looks like a nightmare. Uh, Dick, no, I don't think so. I, Tinder is I a looked, rogues gallery outside of L.A. No, no. The first time I went, the first time I heard about Burning Man was, uh, what, like back in like 97, something like that. It was a long time ago, right? Uh-huh. When it first when it first became a thing. Yeah. And I anxiously pulled up Burning Man and uh, uh, all the photos, because I heard that a lot of people run around naked out there. I'm like, ah, oh, sweet. I get my dick out. I'm ready to, I'm ready to have mm, a, I'm okay. ready to have That's a, ru- mistake number one, <laughs> I'm ready getting to the dick out first. <laughs> to rub one out. I'm ready. I'm, re- I'm prepared, right? Uh-huh. I'm ready to rub one out to these hot chicks at Burning Man. Oh, weird. And everything was just like orangutans, man. Just saggy, the saggy boobs, dusty, dirty. You're insane. Those, the women uh, out there are beautiful. Matted hair. All right. Anyway. Yeah, Pete's talking to one of a couple of these orangutans, <laughs> and this guy, this fuck, this fucking lunatic, runs up, cuts the line. We got a forty minute line because people want this soup. He goes, "Hey, uh, hey, do you have any vegan options?" So my buddy Pete just kind of looks at him he, again. Nice guy. He's like, "Hey, um, you know, yeah, we got a lot of stuff. Like, we got a huge assortment of soup in here. You, you'll just have to see." Right. Yeah. So he goes again. Well, yeah, but I don't know. I don't. I don't want to waste my time waiting in line. And not get a, ve- a good vegan option when I get up here. And this is now, you're just oh. fucking with my buddy's game, right? Yeah. With, you're fucking with everybody's good time now. Right. Because he doesn't want to waste his precious time waiting in line. So I see everyone like, well, we got hot water. There you go, Is that head. vegan enough for you? Yeah, he's asshole. Like, well, you know, so Pete's like, look, 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 look. You're, the, guy, the guy goes, well, you don't have to be an asshole about him. Pete goes, well, you're being the asshole. Right. You're being the asshole. Just let me get back to these people, but right. you are most certainly being the asshole. So he continues. What, oh. when, what do you got? I'm like, well, we got water. Is that, you know, we got water, but, but I want to make this perfectly clear. When you get up here, you're getting none of it. 
Ah, like good. you are getting absolutely. If we have a vegan option, I'll dump it out on the fucking floor before I give it to you. And it turned into this whole thing. You know how bro downs go. Yeah. Where he's like, oh, bro, I you know, I, I just want to let's just have a drink. And what I said, I'm like, I'm not fucking drinking with you, man. Yeah. I don't want to drink with you. I don't want to do anything with you ever. Get the fuck out of here. Right. And this little little Asian girl goes. So what gave you guys the idea to do a soup stand? Like, <laughs> sitting there, like, I look at her, I look at her like I've got daggers shooting out of, I've got blood shooting out of my eyes or, you know, my yeah. ears, wherever it's yeah. shooting out of. Uh, and I'm like, you know what? Thank you very much for, I'll answer your question and try to tone down the psychopathy. But it, it, it just ruin everybody's time. They're, yeah. They're so he, entitled. He doesn't want to waste his time, by the way, at the desert where he has nothing but time, well, waiting yeah, for free yeah. food that nobody's entitled. Like, he's, he's not entitled. Vegans, you're not entitled to anything. No, no. Eat it or don't. Don't make your issue everyone else's issue. Look, they were already kind enough to turn and stop what they're doing to answer your stupid question, yeah. which you could have found out just by standing around for a minute and seeing what options people get. Or just wait in line and talk to people. Yeah, just that's wait in line. Whole, that's the whole point of what are, you, what are you doing in the desert? Where do you have to be? Where do you have to be in the fucking desert at Burning Man? I don't know. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Harry's. Please visit, visit harrys.com and use the promo code BIGGESTPROBLEM to save $5 off your first purchase. Biggest problem. It's two words, no spaces. Right. That's it. And we link to it on our website. Use the, uh, use the link on, on our website. You don't have to type anything. We've made it easy for you. Yeah, make sure it works. There's people in the comments who are saying it doesn't work, but you make sure it works by going to harrys.com and using the promo code BIGGESTPROBLEM. Save $5 off your first purchase. Harrys.com was started by two guys passionate about creating a better shaving experience. That's what I want passion from, a shaving experience, not about <laughs> not eating meat. Yeah. Why can't you be passionate about something good? Yeah, Harry's are as passionate about razors as these jackasses are about their not eating meat fetish. Yeah. Um, they bought the Blade Factory in Germany. Everyone knows that. But they've cut out the middleman so they can offer an amazing shave at a, a fraction of the price of drugstore brands. I'm using mine. I'm still using mine. Yeah, I think no, I might I got, be on I the last new, I got new ones. You got a new one? I got new ones. Yeah, finally. Yeah. Why you don't know, you tell me? I would have tried to milk these guys for a free razor. Uh, yeah, we should. We'll, we'll talk to them. We should do that. Actually, okay. We should get some new razors. Um, I think our listeners will be glad to know we have uh, verified this. Our the blades are 100% vegan. <laughs> so eat those. <laughs> <laughs> It just, it makes me so insane, these these people. Yeah. I don't know where it comes. It's the entitlements part of it, but the total lack of awareness. Yeah. It's the total lack of awareness. I'm like, you, you personally, you are destroying the world. Like, I blame them for everything that's wrong because of the lack of awareness. It's you know what a, I mean? Yeah, that ideology is pretty, uh, that, 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 la that lack of self-cognizance is a real big problem. What are you what's gonna it, say, what's Sean? Sean? The most underrated part of the Harry Shave Kit is the aftershave. Really? Yeah. Do you use aftershave? I never really have, but I do with that. It's it smells great. It works. It's like really cooling. I um, never have either because yeah. I want my natural smell. No, you should wear it. This smells just like this show. It smells like alcohol and tears. All right. That's, <laughs> that's, that's probably good, not true. That's a good scent. <laughs> Ladies, put that on your leg. Shipping is free. Starter kits start at just uh, 15 bucks. There you go. Thanks for supporting the show, guys. Really means a lot. Uh, it really helps the show. Thanks, guys. All right. You ready for my problem? Yeah, let's hear it. Paralysis. Paralysis. Yeah. Oh, all right. You remember our discussion last week about Christopher Reeve, right? I do. Well, I I still disagree with that. So I did some research. What, what, what specifically do you disagree with? So you don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Right. You have a, some kind of problem with Christopher Reeve. Right. Right. 
Is yeah. That fair to say. Yeah, essentially. You don't like that he's a celebrity, so his affliction gets more attention just because just because he's a celebrity. Dick, I, I need to correct you already. Was right. was, <laughs> was I knew it. Yeah. Was uh was Yeah, he was, was with a us. celebrity? Well, I I don't know. Are you still still a celebrity if you're dead? I guess you are. Yeah. He was with but us. But he got famous while he was al- I mean, he got his his condition, his paralysis got famous while he was alive. Yeah, right. he po- he popularized the cause, right? Yeah, so this guy comments, Adam Rathbone. Uh, Maddox, how is it selfish or assholeish to care about a problem that is literally ruining your life, right? Right. That's certainly would agree with that. We no. have limited time. No? No, I I mean, he ignored the the uh, the argument that I made. I, he's just talking about Christopher Reeve. Okay. How is it selfish? How is he well, selfish or an asshole? Let's to- get through the comment, then I'll reply. We have a limited time, and we have limited time and resources. You can't be expected to care about every problem in the world. You can't devote your time and money to every problem. Of course, the problems that affect you are going to take priority. Almost, and here's here's where it gets interesting. Almost one percent of the American population alone is paralyzed. I think you quoted two hundred fifty thousand worldwide. Yeah. Um, is uh, and you think that two hundred fifty thousand worldwide is the number? And I'm not saying this to throw like wrong facts in your face. I'm not interested in that. Why do you think that handicapped parking spots are mandatory and that dipshit? And that's I mean that's a whole different yeah. thing. Charity exhaustion was also debunked. I didn't know that. And the ALS challenge is credited with a recent breakthrough. So here's here's what that's. I read that comment and I said I wonder what the number actually is. Right? Yeah. So I said how many people are paralyzed? Yeah, because it sucks. I looked. Right? It, I looked it up after that episode too to to uh, double check my my figures. And what did I find? What? A study by the Christopher Reeve Foundation mm-hmm. saying that two percent, about two percent of people are are paralyzed. They found like a million more people than previously thought who were paralyzed because they're not coming in for therapy anymore. Yeah. So they weren't accounted for. Yeah, that's huge to me mm-hmm. because that says to drug companies, hey, you could make more money if you try to help these people, and that's a great incentive. Yeah. Incentivizing drug companies with money to help a horrible, like, life, almost life-ending affliction, I would say. Have you ever been paralyzed? No, thankfully. Have you had a broken anything? Yeah. Uh, No, I have not. I've I've broken my hand or arms or I've broken something on me. Yeah. Almost every year for a while. Like, I've broken my hand and arms the more times than I can count on one hand. Right. And it fucking sucks. It right. ruins your life, especially when most of your life is based around typing. Yeah. Like, it's so bad, I wrote a program so I could type with one hand, like, and mirror the keyboard to I the other that. side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, those, because, because they rape you on these accessibility devices. The first thing I did when I came home with a broken hand, I'm like, all right. Um, let's see how jerking off feels with the wrong hand. Feels yeah. kind of weird. Yeah, that's going to take an adjustment. Gave yourself a stranger. Well, that, yeah, that's if, what you call that. No, that stranger. I think is when you sit on your hand and put it to sleep. Yeah, but it's essentially this. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. The, you're you're correct. Yeah, go on. I gave myself a, a nighttime liaison. Let's yeah. call it that. <laughs> okay. Right. I yeah. had an affair. Yeah. Right. With the wrong hand. Wrong hand. And then I'm like, all right, I got to learn how to type. With, I got to figure out how typing works with one hand because this dancing around the keyboard like Fred Astaire with one hand is not working. It's awful. You might as well use a touchscreen. Yeah, <laughs> it is totally useless. So I'm like, okay, yeah. well, there's a ton of there's a ton of paralyzed, disabled people out there. How yeah. hard could it be to get a keyboard for one hand? Like maybe I got to use my feet or something like that. Yeah, they have pedals. Yeah, I type it in seven hundred dollars. I'm like, sure. are you fucking kidding me? Seven hundred dollars for this hunk of shit? This is 
this you're getting raped. This is a whole like you're getting this is highway robbery. But don't you think that that seven hundred dollar price tag is has more to do with the fact that these companies and manufacturers are pricing it not for the individual but for insurance companies? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Except in a, in the world we're in, insurance doesn't cover everything. Right. Like it'd be nice, but they they're prohibited from selling it at a reasonable amount because of insurance companies. Well, they just want to make more money. Let's not say that they're prohibited. Well, some people are not well, always. Some people are altruistic in this world, Dick. I know you don't believe no, no, that. No, 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 no. Because because you only get a percentage of your insurance claim. That so they're pricing it so that the percentage they get back right. is the actual amount that's the fair that's the fair price of the thing. Yeah. Like if they charge seven hundred bucks for it, an insurance company only reimburses twenty percent. Then they're getting one hundred and forty bucks, which to me is a reasonable amount for that keyboard. Mm. Right. Well, like what, that's how all that's how fucked healthcare is. Yeah. Because they get back, and they only get what they get paid reimbursed for. Right. Like, you're not shelling out the other 80% out of your pocket. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm like, $700? That's fucked. I got I to gotta build this myself. Right. I got to make this shit myself. And that, as inconvenient as that was, that was not the worst part. What was the worst part? Banging a chick. Huh. All right. With a totally useless arm. Oh, I don't know about that, buddy. I can, I feel like... If I had, uh, you know, I don't want a broken arm, but if I had a broken arm, uh huh, I think it would up my game with chicks <laughs> because I look, look, women love scars and they love injuries. So you show them you have, oh, my hand doesn't work, lady. Uh huh. Then they want to, they want to sack you, right? Immediately. Yeah. So something about them says, I, I need to mount this. Yeah, because I broke it by punching out a racist. <laughs> exactly. That's why they right? love it. Yeah. yeah, she can help you move the bags of sand off the bed. Shut the fuck up, Sean. <laughs> Shut your fucking whore mouth, all right? I'm tired of the shit. So you get on the bed, right? And then you lay down and you're like, lady, I can't, you know, this is your this is your free pass. This is, this is the get out of jail free card uh-huh. in Monopoly. Yeah. You lay down and you say, I can't do anything. Uh-huh. You're going to have to cowgirl me the whole time. Cowgirl, reverse cowgirl, do the pogo thing, do the helicopter thing. You got to yep. do all the moves. All Buddy, the let moves. Me, let me tell you something. That yeah. works exactly one time. Uh. Then the rest, you've got, first of all, your dick's getting broken guaranteed. <laughs> If you're pulling that move, if she's on top and she's got to milk every ounce of pleasure out of that one position, your dick is definitely getting jackknifed. <laughs> oh, that's what I learned. That's what I learned very quickly with this girl. Yeah. Beautiful girl. Amazing girl. Um, couldn't hold a conversation to save her life. Yeah. But she could suck a golf ball through a McDonald's straw. Okay. Right? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, jackpot. I'm just going to sit. I'm just going to ride this out on my back for the next six weeks. Pretty awesome. All this thing. Immediate, her understanding of the injury went about as far as my explanation right there. All of a sudden it was, well, the the turn, you know, the turn that they give you for you to get on top? Yeah. Constant. Like, her move was like, oh, but I just, I need to feel it like this. Are you sure your hand is, is it that messed up? Like, the dissatisfaction was palpable. I'm like, this is, now, this is the, this is the life I would lead with with one paralyzed hand. Yeah. This is the misery that I'm li- and I, thank God it's not permanent for me. Bro, but you this got This is you- already mis- her shitty chihuahua is trying to burrow into my taint while I'm doing this. <laughs> Why are you at her place, man? Look, no, bro. No, I don't bring girls like that back to my place. Well, you you got a dud. You picked a dud. Why are you with this dud who is not oh, accommodating? Come on, man. Please. Oh, well, right. Only buy stocks that go up, right? No, Only man. date am- amazing women. That- Dick, well, you have the best tool in dating arsenal out there, Thank which you. is a... Br- uh, uh, Money. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you have you have a cast on your hand. You go to the bar, and they're just coming to you. Oh, my gosh, are you okay? Poor baby. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Next thing you know, you're in Bangtown, buddy. Yeah, I'm telling you, it only lasts so far. And then uh. they're not understanding at all. They don't want to just get on a pommel horse like you're some kind of a broken Sibian and ride you for weeks. It doesn't work like that. They're real people. Bro, I, I I don't know what kind of chicks you've been dating, but all I've had is the other kind where they can only get off in one position and it's always like that same position. Oh, it's the right. same thing every single time and man, I don't even need arms. I don't whatever. I mean, I get I can You know I get, what? You know what? what? Okay. Next time, next time you have sex and you I don't want you to tell the person you're having sex with. Yeah. I want you to I want you to try to do it without moving your arms. Hmm. Me? Yeah. Me? Yeah. Next time you have sex, I would like you to try, once clothes are off, I would like you to try to do it without moving your arms. Like crawling in on your feet, on your knees, (laughs) trying to get it, like, and not calling attention to it. Trying to, I mean, you can move them a little bit so you don't look like a broken Frankenstein. Well, what about this move? Does this count? Because this is, this has actually happened. Um, both arms behind your head like you're sitting back in an office chair you know like legs kicked up (laughs) you got like a like a weekend at bernie's (laughs) routine going over here uh okay so is your problem again that you do you you something paralysis 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 this, this is what the christopher reeve foundation found yeah um a survey of 33,000 households. Nobody's ever done this before. Like, people were just re- relying on um, medical records. Right. See, they they found, last time, uh, according to my research, they found four times the amount of paralyzed people yeah. that huge. previously estimated. No, it's not huge. It's 250,000 four times. times four. That's 1.2 million. That's what, Maddox, that's that's 2% of America they found. Two, uh, one in 50 1%. Americans is living with some form of paralysis, whether caused by disease, spinal cord injury, or neurological damage. Right. Someone you know is living with paralysis, a family member, a friend, or a work colleague. Yeah. That's that's huge to me. 5.6 million Americans live with some form of paralysis. Dick, you can, I mean, what do you, do you understand what the word huge means? Please tell me more about this. <laughs> okay, I feel I like mean, I'm talking to Trump right every now. Tell me more t- about huge. Every single time you say something is huge, almost every time on the show, it's always in the low percentages, like 1% or 2%. It's not huge. We can say that it's 5. a big problem. 5.6 million people? It's, That's huge. No. It's, That's almost, the number of downloads we've had for this show is huge. <laughs> Four million. This is more than the number of downloads we've had for this show. Dick, but that's the, that's a weaselly way of saying it because the downloads for our show are pretty high for podcasts. But the number of people, a percentage of the United States, it's tiny. It's 1%. One in two. For, okay, let's say one to two. One to two Let's percent. say two. Just, okay. just for <laughs> sake of argument. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, man. You can say that it's a big problem. Two percent is huge. You can make the case. Look, paralysis is awful. It, it is a big problem, but I'm not let's, – let's not say it's huge. It's not huge, okay? It's a big problem, but it's not huge. You think it's bigger than terrorism? Ta- uh, paralysis. It's a different problem. Different I, problem. You're not afraid of getting paralyzed. Okay, the number of people who are paralyzed Unless are what? you played what? Superman in a movie or TV, right? Mm, Aren't they, didn't they all get fucked up? The curse of Superman, that's yeah. true. 1.9, I think it was about 1.5 to 1.9 million people are paralyzed in the United States, according to the Christopher Reeve Foundation. Uh-huh. Which oh, are you are you suspect of that? A little bit, oh, a little bit, because it's it's kind of like it's, it's kind of like a women's group coming up with a study saying that women are oppressed. It's like okay, of course you're looking for that. 
That's what they're looking that's at. The, that's the worst thing you've ever said. <laughs> you don't have why? to. It's, it's, why? And I'm the weasel? Why? That why is, is that awful? That's really awful. <laughs> why? why? That's awful. Can you explain to me? Because, look, this is for real. I'm, I'm just wondering, why is that awful? That you suspect a foundation built on helping people who are paralyzed. Yeah. Like you're trapped in your body like it's a coffin, but you're still alive. Right. You suspect them of malfeasance when it comes to their telephone pole that, like, uncovered an uncomfortable amount of people being paralyzed. I, you suspect that. Like, you cannot deny that there's a conflict of interest there. The, the Paralysis Foundation, whose, whose sole purpose for existing is to raise money for their cause, is also the ones coming up with these numbers. Like, Maddox. there's a conflict of interest. At you least are, acknowledge that. You are speaking ill. Yeah, they're there to, like, hot rod their wheelchairs, yeah. right? Yeah. Fuck yeah. you, Sean. They're trying to... <laughs> here they come. Here they come. No, you are speaking man. ill of a dead Superman. <laughs> you are wrong. <laughs> that is, that's how you know you are wrong. Look, man. Look. So, so back to that Adam Rathbone comment at the uh-huh. top of the show. You read his comment. He said that uh, uh, it's they're raising money for a good cause, and his his entire response was essentially a big shrug. Like, what are you supposed to do, man? There's too many problems. At least we're picking one. That's idiotic. Why is it idiotic? Because Dick again. If your house is on fire, don't worry about filing your taxes on time. Uh-huh. If your house is on fire, don't worry about mowing your lawn. These uh-huh. are small problems that, that we have actual uh, – look, if you're going to give attention to problems and you're going to solve a problem, if you give an undue amount of money like to the ALS challenge, yeah. they raised – so much money, way more than any other foundation or charity Good, that year. Because no, it's the only shot no. they'll ever get. They but, will never get another shot to raise money like that. Yeah, but wh- why aren't we spending that much? Look, man, one of the most hor- horrific diseases that humans can get is is uh, Harlequin's obesity. disease. No, oh. obesity is true, okay. true, but Harlequin's disease is fucking awful. These people have skin that becomes scaly and dry, and it's uh-huh. constantly bleeding. No, they're and born they're, like that. Yeah, they're, they're born, born like, like yeah, they're so born they like usually that. don't live past a day or yeah. two. Well, the, the, but the people who really there's one that's like a late teenager. Like Sean, she's lived more longer what? than anybody. Yeah, right. Sean, you are strengthening my point. There's oh, there are very few people who have this disease. Yeah. It is horrific, and it, it's it's they're constantly bleeding. They have to put lotion on their skin. They look deformed. It's a horrific disease. Should we just suddenly all go out and start a huge foundation that raises eighty million dollars to find a cure for this one no, person? Because no. they don't live. Sean, uh, but that's the point. The, the, but the few who do, the few who do get to that. Look, there's other diseases like that who there are only a few people who are affected by it. Yeah. Should we then uh, completely ignore? No. no, go should ahead, we, should, go. <laughs> should we completely ignore the things that are affecting most people? Shouldn't we prioritize those things first? Breast Sh- cancer has a whole month. All, the, all Christopher Reeve got was one news cycle. Breast cancer, entire month, every fucking year. Paralysis, one news cycle. Chris, I think that's fair. Christopher Reeve got more than a more than a news cycle. Three weeks. It's just it's selfish, done. man. It's just selfish. Look, man. Wow, yeah, yeah, I think you hate it. You hate it, and you're wrapping it up in this academic rationale, but it doesn't check out for me. That's Why? all I'm saying. Why not? Because it's first of all, the house analogy, the house on fire analogy. Yeah. I don't agree with also house the, the house is on fire. Right. The house is on fire. This is the argument of what are you going to get out of the house? What no, are you it's not. going what in? What are you talking you're, about? No, it's not. You're, you're putting out the house. You're no, putting out the house. House is burning down. The house is gone. No. Somebody else is going to take. We're taking. What do we get? Cancer? 40% of people? 
Paralysis, 2% of people. I don't know. I got so much space in my arms. I can grab everything. Whatever jumps out at me, I'm going to grab. Yeah. That's life. Okay. The, let's use an analogy exactly tantamount to what you started with, which is one in 50 people in the United States are suffering from paralysis. And I'm not going to dispute those numbers. Uh, uh, Might be one in 40. No. We don't know. No, it's it's probably not. Let's say one in 50. Okay. Because <laughs> those are the numbers you say you gave. Yeah. One, one in yes. 50. Yeah. Let's line up 50 people, uh-huh. and those represent all Americans. Right. Statistically, based on what you said, one of those people is paralyzed, Correct. right? Correct. Correct. So let's say all those people, they represent America. Mm-hmm. So statistically, some of them are going to be obese. About 40% of them are going to be obese. Yep. Statistically, about 80% of them are going to die of some heart-related disease. Yep. Statistically, 20 or 30%, maybe 40% are going to die from cancer. Okay. Mm-hmm. St- statistically, some of those people get cancer, have cancer, not die from it. Well, they're going think. to get cancer, sure, but then statistically, some of them are going to die uh-huh. from it. Then you you have people who are going to die from accidents and injuries and so on. Some people have all sorts of different diseases, diabetes, uh, 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 malnourishment, all these different things. Those are represented in those fifty people. Now you're going down the line and you're saying, okay. For each person in this line, we're going to give you a, a way to communicate your message. Mm-hmm. And the, for the person who has heart disease, you give them a notepad. For the next person the, who has cancer, you give them a little sticky pad. And for the person de- next to them, you give them, oh, I don't know, maybe a, maybe an LED light board. But the, for the person with paralysis, you give them a fucking megaphone. That's my Are, problem. Is that your perception yes. of what society is? That's what Heart happens. Heart disease and cancer are on all day, every day. They're you th- cannot watch TV without hearing about cancer or heart disease. Then how come more money was raised for ALS than, than heart disease and cancer? What, over uh, of all time? That's absolutely not for that, true. For that year. For that year, ALS raised more money than cancer more money research. Than any, yeah, than more money than any I other. would yes, love absolutely. to see the actual numbers on that. I thought they raised like $20 million. No. Nothing. No it, ra- no, it raised a lot of money. It, cancer, it way more. billions of dollars get spent on cancer research. No, not, look, man, not for the amount that I hear, that I heard about uh, Christopher Reeves' Paralysis Foundation that affects 1% of Americans. Uh-huh. 1%. For the amount that I heard two, about it. To, up to? One, one to two, two percent. Let's get it right. Look, man, you're giving these people megaphones when what they need is the notepad. We got it, man. Look, you got it. And also, the, the, the thesis of my argument wasn't that we should only care about, we, we shouldn't only care about celebrities. We shouldn't only care about diseases once a celebrity gets it. The, I think paralysis is a problem. But mm-hmm. Christopher Reeve, if he, was, if, he was, uh, if he wasn't disingenuous about it, he would have cared about it before he got it. Look, man, I, I don't have heart disease, and thankfully uh, no one in my family does that I know of. I think it's a huge problem. I've been talking about it on the show, not because I have it, but because I know it affects a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. you have no heart disease. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, Sean. I'm fucking tired of this shit. Hey, if you took that line, one hundred percent of those people would suffer from piss driblets. No, Dick. that's all I'm saying. Get out of that's here. That's my problem. Yeah, that's my problem. So I can't disagree that paralysis is a problem. I just don't think that. First, two things: it's not as big of a problem as some of the things that aren't getting attention that they need to. I mean, heart disease affects so many people. It's the number one killer. Which worldwide. would you rather have, paralysis or heart disease? Uh, neither one. Which would you have to pick? You got to pick one. Well, Nobody if, gets if through the, life scot-free. If the heart disease leads to, to death, then paralysis. I'd rather be alive than than dead. See? It's a hard choice. 
Even thinking about it is a hard choice. Well, yeah, you got but, all these stipulations. It's not easy as a numbers game that you're making it sound. Well, what That's about all. you? Which would you rather have, paralysis or heart disease? Oh, boy. Well, I already got the heart disease. Do you? Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, a half Mexican. Like, I think it runs in the Mexican gene. No, but have you been have you been diagnosed with anything? No, you get diagnosed with something and you get it. That's what happens. What? What do you uh, That's a joke. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. All right. Yeah, I yeah. haven't been diagnosed with anything. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, I have a I'm out of control temper and I drink way too much and I'm half ethnic. Like, I, I mean, odds are, if I was going to place a bet, yeah. I would bet on a hard problem. Yeah, man, it's uh, it, it's tough. Uh, paralysis is a big problem. It it sucks. It's it's absolutely it's it sucks. It's debilitating. Uh, but also, are you talking about all paralysis, or are you talking about partial and and full? It's all bad. Well, all I the mean, problem. There's different. There's varying degrees. Oh, of, I brought uh, in the stats for the varying degrees. Well, yeah, yeah, I threw my notes it. again. Yeah. Also provided by the Christopher Reeve Foundation. So I don't know. Maybe it's all just fabricated. Oh, and Dick, but... I, I just looked it up. I need to correct. Um, I need to correct something. The, the one in fifty Americans translates to about five point six million people, not one point nine, as I initially no, no, said. No, it's it's um, it, no, I got that one too. It's five point six suffer from some type of paralysis, and one point two five have a spinal cord injury. Yeah, those are the numbers. So you were right with the, the spinal cord injuries. What they found was way more than they'd ever thought. Both yeah. of them were way more, but you were right in the numbers. You just had the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, here is the here's the here's the here's the amount that they're disabled. People who are paralyzed. Thirty six percent said they have a lot of difficulty in moving. Twenty nine percent said they had some difficulty. Seventeen said a little difficulty, and sixteen percent said Maddox can go fuck himself. That's weird. That must be a write in. <laughs> Uh, 35% had a spinal cord injury, uh, 29% said, oh, I think I stopped reading the stats because none of them were funny at that point. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. So I, I look, I looked into the survey, okay? I'm going to uh-huh. read you the survey question and just completely honestly answer me if you think that this <laughs> survey question can at all be misleading the way that people respond, okay? Okay. Researchers, this is from ABC News. Researchers surveyed more than 33,000 U.S. households using input from more than 30 experts in paralysis and statistics to develop the study and survey. It was led by Anthony Cahill. Okay, here's, uh, here's the question. Do you or does anyone in this household have any difficulty moving their arms or legs? No. Dick, you don't think that that's a misleading, that, that could potentially lead to some well, misleading? In a, in a vacuum, but you, you, don't, you think they just called and... Shot that into the phone. It's not that's like hey, we're did. doing a survey on paralysis. No, but that, you think they gave them no context at all? Well, Are you serious? That's nineteen percent of people. But, but, dude, Dick, if you say you have trouble moving your arms or legs, okay, even in the context of paralysis, trouble moving your arms or legs, nineteen percent. That's where these numbers are coming from. I. You're saying that these questions are misleading by reading them off of a website on ABC with no context. The like, context I, is an article. It says one in 50 Americans live with paralysis. It's, it's making your case, Dick. That, that 5.6 million, by the way, that says that's the number of people who live with some form of paralysis, a new survey shows. But yeah. then, then down the article uh, late, later on, they say spinal cord injury, one cause of paralysis studied, is more common than thought with new survey findings that 1.275 million people in the United States yeah, are affected. Yeah, said that. Okay, so it is. It is so spinal cord injury is different. A different category of paralysis. You can than, get paralyzed for cerebral palsy. You can yeah, get yeah, disease. Yeah. You get a lot of stuff. You could just be so scared you never move again. So <laughs> that happens more than you think. So so five point six million in the United States. About yeah, slaying shots. One out of fifty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's my problem. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. I don't know. I know you just hate it, but uh, I don't know why. 
It's just you're giving them a megaphone when what they need is a notepad. You think we should prioritize it by number of people affected right. by any given disease or, or issue. Yeah. Yeah. Which we are. That's logical. We're Which not. Which we totally are. No. Cancer gets a ton of research and a ton of money and a ton of exposure. Do you know how much, Dick? Or don't look it up. I don't want this to turn into the looking up things on the fly show. Yeah. But I'm sh- I, I would bet it's in the magnitude of hundreds of millions to a billion. The amount that's spent on cancer research in toto. A billion that's dollars it? overall. That's a drop in the bucket. Well, bro, what else buddy. what else is getting spent on? You're talking about a scale of research expenditure based on how bad the disease is. What yeah. else I mean, what else do you want? Obesity should get more? Yeah. What well, how heart, do you fix obesity? Disease. Stop fucking eating. Yeah, heart we disease. We got the solution for that. I don't know, man. Heart know. disease also has multiple causes. Is it with smoking? There a lot of money was spent to stop smoking. You're going to count all the money, all the anti-smoking money that's ever gone in to stopping lung cancer? Huge amount. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, bro. Yeah, all right. Paralysis. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. All right. My um, this show is caught in a mire of paralysis at this point. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. My problem this week is stonewalling vegans. It's a good one. Yeah. My problem is paralysis. And the artificial scarcity of pretzel buns. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, this is back from North Carolina. Uh, I was just listening to the beginning of episode uh, seventy here, and when you kept talking about the female orgasm, all right, guys, I would like to lay this to rest. Pun definitely intended. Now listen, I'm 25 years old. I'm not a great looking guy. I'd say I'm a solid six. Used to be a seven back in the day. Chef and I still have a huge cock. I don't have huge muscles, but I have somehow managed to bed. Hundred, about 150 plus women. All right, Whoa, and okay. I can tell you from experience, the reason <laughs> women don't come as much is because I don't know how to fucking have sex. All right, in Dick's uh, situation, I can, I would bet my whole life savings that he is a jackhammerer. He jack thinks hammer. that yeah. going at it as hard and like fast as you can is the way yeah. to just bring a woman to some crazy explosive orgasm that they can't hold back. And I'm here to tell you, motherfucker, that's not the way to do <laughs> it, all right? You have to fuck slow. Do the opposite of porn, all right? Porn's made for angles and to get dick off who don't know how to fuck in the first place. There, you actually want to make a girl come. You don't have to be all gay about it and show tenderness or anything either. Just go a little slower, you know? Get in there, get real deep, find that secret spot, swivel around. It's not about going in and out as fast as you can. It's about getting in there, hitting that spot, rubbing it right, and I guarantee you, she will explode in pleasure and be uh-huh. all over you. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I have to tell you how to do everything, Dick. Uh. Fucking moron. <laughs> you know, Dick. Uh, that's I, one. That's one side, right? He, he, Go, made, yeah. some, he made some good points. I really like. You know, well, um, yeah, of course. He's. They were all entirely accurate. Yeah. yeah. I just don't know who he's giving them to. You want? You want to hear a tip from yours truly? Yeah. This is how. This is how. For real. This is how I. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah. kind of learned. Um, watch. A, watch some porn of women masturbating, solo mm-hmm. masturbating. And there's this website, I think it's called, uh, yeah, I feel myself, I feel myself.com. And it's just <laughs> women who make who make their own masturbation videos. Uh-huh. And watch how women get off. And yeah. look at what they're doing with their hands and their fingers, and then replicate that with your pelvis. Okay. You know That's why those girls are getting off? Huh? Because there's a camera pointed at them. No. That's what they're getting off on. No, there's there's all sorts of it's homemade all videos. all in their fucking head. That's what I'm <laughs> telling you. It's all in their head. So film it. Film it and get them off. Uh... They're, yeah, okay, anyway, yeah, yeah, here's, okay. The other, here's the other piece of advice. <laughs> All right. This guy's a little more practical, I think. If you want to know how to conjure up the female orgasm, <laughs> this is what you got to do. <laughs> As you're eating her out, 
slide a finger up her butt while you have a finger in her badge. And boom, that shit will pop pop like you didn't bowling ball. No, man. You didn't even know. She's there. She's crazy. She loves the butt plug. With the fingers. Two experts. Is this Jack Nicholson? Oh, man. No, it was Matthew McConaughey's creepy brother. <laughs> Jerk off McConaughey. That guy, sounds like, that guy sounds like he can't even lift his job off the floor. <laughs> when you're eating her out. Next time, my amazing Trump-tastic interview on Fox News, Fox Affiliate News. Uh, and did you ever post the Smash Brothers fight? Oh, yeah, I got to do that. I'll Holy do that this weekend. Holy shit. Yeah. Before, right. I, before I head back to Vegas, uh, and if you're in Vegas, hit me up, guys. I'm, sh- I'll be giving, I'm gonna be there for the next three weeks. Oh, I also have the continuing story of when I pooped in my dad's underpants. Oh, yeah. Good poop story. Okay. He, was, he wasn't happy learning about that on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>